You're listening to You've Got This, episode 86. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. As an avid reader and writer, I'm thrilled that this episode of You've Got This is sponsored by Stylus Publishing, a leading independent U.S. publisher that focuses on books for teachers, administrators, and policymakers in higher education. YGT listeners receive a 20% off discount for all books purchased through the Stylus website at www.styluspub.com using code YGT20. So make sure to check out their catalog to see if you can find your next great read. On this episode, I want to talk about my process for starting new projects. And this is really a set of steps that I go through when I'm trying to evaluate whether or not I want to start a new project at all. And I hope this is helpful for people who maybe you have a lot of different ideas of things that you could be doing and you're not sure if you should take it on, um, given like everything else that's on your plate, whether or not you want to have you know the time and energy to invest in this new endeavor. And I have lots of project ideas all the time. So this is kind of a general um, list of things that I go through. And I'm actually in the process of doing this right now for a new project that I'm thinking about doing for my business. And I would say at this point, I'm about 90% sure that I'm going to do it. So the first thing that I do is I think about motivation. And for me, the main question is usually what problem would this solve for other people, especially if this is something that I'm trying to complete for my business, or maybe it's like a research project I'm trying to decide whether or not to start. I want to know what's kind of the problem or issue that I would be answering by completing this project. And once I have a sense of what that problem is and what it solves, the next question I ask myself in this motivation theme is whether or not I care enough about that problem to spend large amounts of time on it. Because typically when I'm deciding whether or not to take on a new project, it's usually something that's kind of big and that it's going to be a pretty big time investment. So this is, you know, something like a new book project or a new course I want to build or a new... um, like uh, maybe keynote that I'm interested in designing. So something that I'm planning on taking on, you know, is going to be a a pretty large amount of time and probably something I would be working on several months. So I need to know if I care enough. Then I ask myself whether or not the project fits into my overall body of work. And this is something that I just talked about on a recent episode, so I can link to that in the show notes. But I want to know if it kind of makes sense overall that I would take on this project, given other things that I've done, other things that I'm planning to do. Does it kind of make sense? And and is there kind of a, a larger fit within the constellation of things I already have on my plate? And then the last question I ask around motivation is whether or not the project represents something that I want to be known for. And I always plan for success with projects. So if something was to like really take off and people really liked it and, you know, they they cited it a lot or they bought it or they wanted me to give this talk a lot, um, is it something that I actually want to be known for and that I feel like kind of fits into my larger mission of what I'm trying to do um, with my work or with my business? Okay, so that's the first step is to kind of dig into some of those motivational questions. 
The second step I do once the project has kind of passed through that stage and I, I feel convinced enough that, you know, I feel like, you know, it's it's a good problem. I want to spend time on it. It fits into my overall body of work and it represents something I want to be known for. Then the second step I do is I process it out loud. I find someone that I trust or that I think would be able to help me decide whether or not this project kind of passes initial muster. And I want to know from them, like, does it generally make sense? If I give you like a quick treatment of what I'm thinking of doing, is it something where you're like, yes, like immediately that makes sense to me that you would do that? Or yes, I see the problem that you're trying to solve. Uh, Yes, I see how that fits into your overall body of work. And then also I'm hoping this person can help me to identify things that I have not considered. So they might ask a lot of what if questions, you know, like what if you designed it this way instead of the way you're originally thinking? Or, you know, have you considered this potential roadblock um, that maybe I haven't considered yet? So the second step in this whole process is to maybe talk with um, one or even two or three people to kind of get a sense of what do they think. All right, the third step, once I've done that, and really each of these steps is I want the project to pass through them in order. (laughs) So if I have the motivational piece and it passes the muster of another person or another couple of people, then I move on to an official kind of outline. And this is the third step. This is where I start to sketch out what would the project look like. So it might be kind of surprising to you that I'm not really doing this step until I've done these other things first, because I don't want to spend time even on an initial outline of a project if it doesn't pass pass through those kind of other initial questions. So this is where I might like sketch out the research design for a new study, or I might sketch out the organization of like book chapters. If I'm thinking about doing a book project, you know, what would be the chapter titles? How would I chunk the information? Or if I'm designing a new course, I might lay out what I think the course structure would be and try to kind of formalize, you know, the initial outline of that course. So the third step is just to kind of get something down on paper and to start playing with it a little bit. And this is when I've like officially engaged my brain in the creative side of the project and starting to invest a little bit in what is it really going to look like. Okay, once I have that, then the fourth step is to do a little bit of research. So once I have a sense of what it might look like, then I start to ask if anyone else has done something like this. Do Is there, you know, research projects that look like this? Is there um, another book that has covered this topic or a series of books? Is there um, another course that's out there that's doing what I'm thinking of doing? And if someone else has done something like this, I'm curious what was the result. And so I might actually like purchase a book or look through a course or start to kind of see how is it organized? Is it something that I feel like was kind of done successfully? Was it difficult for me to find? Um, Is it something that I see that's being cited a lot in the literature? I might look at all of that. And if, if I can't find anything like the project I'm thinking of creating, then I start to think, why doesn't this exist? You know, like if I had this idea, why hasn't someone else had this idea? And how hard do I think it would be to do it? You know, like it may be that someone else hasn't done it before because it would be really challenging to do. And that doesn't necessarily deter me from doing the project, but it definitely is more data that I need to know before I make the official decision to take it on. 
And given that kind of level of difficulty, the other question I ask myself is, given the outline that I've made and what I know about kind of what's out there, what's been done, and the level of quality that I know I would want to create, how long do I think it would take in a general way? So that's part of my research as well and part of that fourth step. Okay, so then the fifth step is um, getting a little bit more logistical about it, and this is when I think about scheduling. So if I've gone through these first four stages, if I have the motivation, I've processed it out loud and had it confirmed by another person, I've outlined kind of the the creative idea that I have and I've done some research, then I shift into scheduling and I ask myself, where does this project fit in my overall creative pipeline? So at any given time, I have a lot of things that I'm already working on. Like right now, I'm drafting my fourth book. I'm wrapping up revisions on my third book. I've pitched my fifth book, which I'm going to be working on soon with a co-author. So I've got, you know, aside from the book projects, I usually have a lot of other things that I'm kind of thinking through. And then I just have the regular stuff I create, like my newsletter essays, my um, podcast episodes. So I need to think carefully about where I think the project fits in my overall creative pipeline. And that also includes juggling things like client work with my coaching, speaking engagements I have coming up. So I really need to think kind of realistically, do I have time for this? And is it something that I can start working on right now? Or is it something that I need to put off for a few months because I, I really can't devote time to it at this stage? When I think about scheduling it, I also start to think about how can I chunk it into manageable pieces? So um, I might say, well, for now, I can just work on getting the IRB approval if it's a research project. Or if it's a course I'm building, well, let me think about, you know, um, the different pieces of that course that I would want to create. And maybe I can start, you know, like scripting videos or something like that. So what are the smaller pieces that would be involved if I were to start kind of working on a larger project? And then as I think about from a very realistic perspective, when do I think that it could potentially be done. So if I were to start now or if I were to start in a few months, you know, given the amount of hours I think it would take to complete the project, when do I initially think that it would be completed? And this is important for any number of reasons, but particularly when I think about a project, I almost always think about dissemination. So I want to know when can I sell it or when can I submit it to a publisher or when can I um, disseminate the research results via a report or webinars or conference presentations. So I'm always trying to think about in my larger pipeline, when is it that I'm going to be able to share this? And so I need to have a sense of when it would be done. And then the final thing that I think about before I kind of um, really make the decision about how to move forward is whether or not there's a minimum viable product that could result from this project. And what I mean by that is I like to think about projects in phases. I often think really big when it comes to projects, but I want to know, is there kind of a phase one that I could work on and complete and release? And then maybe I build on that with a phase two or a phase three. So a good example of this would be the webinars that I've been running for How To Academia. All year long, I've been running a webinar every month. And just recently, I built like kind of mini courses out of those webinars. I re-recorded the videos and I used the supplemental resources I'd already created and I'm, I've released these little mini courses. 
Phase one was just the live webinars, but phase two is these mini courses that are now available for sale. I wasn't going to necessarily release the mini courses as I was releasing the webinars, but now that I'm six months in, I can go back and start to work on that phase two. So the minimum viable product was the webinar series, but phase two of How To Academia is creating these mini courses that people can purchase now that those webinars are over. So with any project, I like to think about those phases and how can I think about how the project could be phased so that maybe I'm not spending a huge amount of time in the beginning, but I'm investing you know, a pretty significant amount of time in each phase that I decide to do for the project. So given all of those answers to each of those questions, then I think about whether I wanna move forward. So that's the first question. And if I decide I do wanna move forward, then the next question is, how do I want to move forward? And that goes back to the idea of um, the scheduling and what are kind of the initial steps that it would take me to launch into the project. And that's when I get really specific about the kind of action items and the task list that I would need to do to complete the project and get it up and functional. So I hope that's helpful to hear about these different stages and steps about starting new projects. Of course, as always, I would love to hear if there are initial stages that you have for starting new projects that I did not think about. Um, Of course, I would be happy to talk about that. Um, Definitely another step that I did not really address here because it's something that is not um, part of this the kind of series of projects I'm thinking about right now, but certainly the financial investment is something to consider. Um, Right now I have kind of a baseline set of tools that I'm using for my business that um, give me the tools I need to create anything I wanna create. So I'm not really concerned about buying more things. I'm more concerned about the amount of time that I would have to invest in a project. So budget could certainly be something that you would need to think about in terms of starting a new project as well. But let me know if there are other things that you're thinking about or other questions you have about starting new projects. I'm Katie Linder. Thanks so much for checking in with this week's episode. I'll be back next week with another one. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of You've Got This can be found at ygtforyouvegotthispodcast.com. That's ygtpodcast.com. Don't forget that if you're looking for a good book, this episode of You've Got This is sponsored by Stylus Publishing. YGT listeners receive a 20% off discount for books purchased through the Stylus website at www.styluspub.com using code YGT20. To comment on today's show, suggest a topic for me to discuss, or ask a question that could be featured in a future episode, connect with me on Twitter at katie__linder or at YGT underscore podcast, or by emailing feedback at ygtpodcast.com. You can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast available on iTunes and SoundCloud and through my newsletter, The Academic Creative. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to receive an essay focused on topics like productivity, resilience, and what it means to be a creative academic delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you find that you've got this podcast to be a helpful resource, please consider leaving the show a review in iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and tell your friends and colleagues. The best promotion for the show is definitely word of mouth. If you want to learn more about my work and projects or how to hire me as a consultant, workshop facilitator, or speaker, visit my website, katielinder.work. Thanks for listening.